0: Hello and welcome, everyone. The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-gay parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. Bit. How are we doing, Justin? It's been a while since we've done a podcast together. Excited to have you back on. How's
1: it? Not been? that long. Yeah, yeah, couple doing, doing good, man. Yeah, a couple weeks. We usually we usually make it a, like a once-a-month thing, I believe.
0: I like it. Good to see you again. It's the first time we've had you talking underdog on here though. Um, I missed it last week. I was trying mm. to do it and my I'm, I was living I was in rural Missouri next to the Lake of the Ozarks. And nice. uh I, I was trying I, I my mom's internet was like she has like a dial-up style internet. I went to the public library. They have dial-up style internet there too, so it just it just wasn't yeah. Is is, is
1: dial-up like made like an upgrade like recently? Like is it like is it better than like what I was doing in the fourth grade? Like it's not
0: dial-up, but it's the equivalent of (laughs) dial-up.
1: Interesting, interesting. Okay, two
0: megabytes. (laughs) Excited to be back. Sorry I missed last week, everybody. But as we usually do. We started off with some biggest headlines, but this week, you know, it's just down to the trades, I would say. You know, these were some of the biggest things that happened. Starting off with Hawkinson to the Vikings. What were some of your impressions on that, Justin?
1: Uh, great for the Vikings. Very bad for the Lions. Uh, <laughs> Lions got fleeced, in my opinion. I'm not really sure what they were doing. Like, it felt like we were in full swing of the rebuild. Um, felt like all the pieces were kind of coming together, at least on the offense for the Lions. And then they... Feel like they just bail out. I don't know. Or may maybe they're not looking to uh you know keep spending any money on Hawkinson or letting him, you know, you know, be detrimental to their cap. Uh Irv Smith goes to the IR. So there's a ton of opportunity for Hawkinson in Minnesota. Not someone that I'm you know super high on for week nine, but for the rest of the season, I definitely think he's gonna be you know an elevated asset from his you know current you know ADP his value week in and week out.
0: Yeah, you know I I wasn't so sure. Like I, I definitely haven't moved him down, but like, you know, the Mm -hmm. Detroit offense has been impressive. You know, he might be a little bit more consistent because the Vikings offense is a little more consistent. They, they can, you know, play up to more competition, a little bit better kind of when Jared, as Jared Goff goes, you know, with pressure, I'm sure uh, TJ Hawkinson goes well, but he has 11 PPR points and all, but are below 11 PPR points in all but one Mm -hmm. game this season. He's kind of a lot of that production, his fourth and fantasy points per game is driven by that one incredible week four performance. And, you know, it's just one of those things like I've just been burned by these tight ends so much like Hawkinson's fine. He's a good player, but it's he's just he's never going to be that super talent like that. Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey. And I just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I his outlook just doesn't change that much for me. I still think he's, a you know, that mid tier tight end one, but mm-hmm. it doesn't give you a super premium value over some of those tight ends below him. Like, you know, I think 11, 12 uh points per game, maybe 13, you know, that's kind of in his wheelhouse. And, you know, right. that just a, and you know, going into next summer, you know, especially if we're going that far, uh, you know, I just mm-hmm. I just won't be investing a too high pick up. I'm, I'm gonna be waiting on tight end like usual if I don't have uh, to Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews. But it's all it's all very interesting. You know, every trade, you know, it gives us some fun stuff to talk
1: about. Yeah. Um, He's actually tight end uh six if you include Taysom Hill into the mix. He's tight end five, you know, without Taysom Hill in the mix. So I feel like he provides a pretty safe floor in a very volatile tight end market. Uh, going over to the Vikings, at least for the rest of this season, I feel like he should he should have a bump. Going to be in the red zone a lot more often. A lot of positive game flow. Their defense isn't good. It's kind of still similar to the, the sense of um, the narratives in Detroit because, again, bad defense. But they like to throw the rock around a lot. But they, you know, in in Minnesota, it's pretty much been the Justin Jefferson's uh, show. I haven't been high on Adam Thielen and KJ Osborne just kind of sprinkles in some production here and there. So I, I feel like it's going to be a good situation for him for the rest of the year. If you went out and bought him after this trade, I don't hate it. It's just going to probably take another week, you know, for that production to be, you know, solid to come to fruition for you. Yeah, and you know, you
0: could argue that it's his target situation could be a little bit better for the Vikings. You know, Amon mm-hmm. Ross, St. Brown, of course, isn't just a Jefferson, but um, right. You know, the, the, the Detroit Lions were, especially at the beginning of the season, were pretty deep at wide receiver. That's thinned out. Mm-hmm. You know, Josh Reynolds isn't very healthy. DJ Sharks on IR. DeAndre Swift hasn't been healthy either. But um, when all their weapons are healthy, that's definitely a clogged offense. So this should be giving mm-hmm. some open, a uh, little bit open. Um, you know, like I said, yeah, uh, like you said, Thielen hasn't been particularly impressive, and neither is KJ Osborne. So, but jumping into the next one. Chase Claypool to the Bears. The Bears, you know, finally deciding to do something. Uh, I, I'm sure you have some opinions on this. I here's people are giving you some flack about this trade. I mm. I actually don't hate it because you're you're why not try to figure out if you're going to have a high draft choice next year, why not try to figure out what you have in Justin Fields? Like get sure. him another weapon and see if you want to draft one of these highly drafted 2023 quarterbacks if he just isn't it like but he's been mm. impressive these last couple weeks. What are some impressions?
1: Uh yeah, weeks 1 through 4, I believe he was quarterback like 32 or 38 or something like that. Um in the last 2 weeks he's been quarterback number 2 mm-hmm. in fantasy mm-hmm. football. Last 3 games he has 200 222 rushing yards two rushing touchdowns, uh, coming off a career-best uh, 120 QBR rating. So, yeah, he's looking great and getting a, a huge upgrade on the offense in Chase Claypool. Uh, it's great for Claypool because he goes from a crowded you know, wide receiver room to essentially the top of the depth chart in Chicago. Darnell Mooney and Cole Kement, preseason was fun. That was great. Fantastic. Thank you for that, by the way. Um, you know, got spoiled on both of those guys. Chicago has been desperate for a playmaker in the offense, especially a deep field threat. And Claypool is more than that. You know, he can you know carry the ball. We've seen him take end around reverses and sweeps and handoffs in the red zone. So I think you might see some types of touches like that for this week. Um, and going forward, you'll definitely see a high amount of usage. He's going to be on the field a lot. He's a great blocker. This is a run-first offense still. So he checks a lot of boxes for this offense. Uh, going to the actual trade itself, like the actual swap, at first, I didn't love giving up a second round pick for him because, of course, I think you and I can both agree that Chase Claypool's stock has come down mm. from his second round pick when he was actually drafted, right? He's not a highly toted, uh, you know, weapon in the NFL right now, mainly because of, you know, the schematics and logistics of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, they go from, you know, a dead arm, Ben Roethlisberger, to, you know, fresh meat, we'll call we'll say, in Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky, right? So... You know, I think it's a very good situation. He's getting an upgrade at quarterback. Fields is getting an upgrade at receiver. I don't think that we should get too caught up in giving up the pick when we still have another second round pick and we still have another eight picks to go, right? Or seven now. I think we gave them a, a couple of picks. So we still have a lot of picks for next year's draft. I am I believe in Fields. I've bought in this past week. I gave up uh, Matthew Stafford, Hayden Hurst, and Zay Jones straight up for Fields and mm-hmm. Dynasty. You know, so I, I feel really good about that. Definitely feel a lot better after that Cowboys game. <laughs> bear, down. bear down um but yeah i think it's i think it's a great swap definitely elevates both claypool's value and Fields long term going forward
0: um i like it for fields i can't mm-hmm. i mean i it's 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 a little less clogged of an offense but man it's mm-hmm. it's a little tough justin fields has below 200 passing yards in every you know in every game this mm-hmm. season you know yep. tw- 27th and pass attempts Mm -hmm. Um, it's just, it's tough. It's going to be tough for these guys to find the weekly volume unless Justin Fields gets a lot better, I
1: think. I agree with you. I agree with you. When you're looking at Justin Fields, you are not putting him on your fantasy rosters or in your underdog lineups because of his passing ability. It's because of that safe rushing floor. Mm -hmm. This is a run first offense and they have finally taken off with the QB designed runs. Screw it. Wait, don't wait for the, for the pocket to break down. Just go, Justin, just go. Right. So I've been, I've been loving that, but this is an offense where the main targets at receiver are just not getting any room off the line of scrimmage. Like they cannot get a play broken to save their lives right now. You know, you need that one, two, three, four uh, clock to set it into the pocket for Darnell Mooney to get open. Cole Komet can't do it. So I'm hoping, you know, this is, this is the hope. This is the Hail Mary that Claypool is going to come in and he's going to help open up some space for everybody else. You know, essentially make sure that everybody else isn't getting bullied around.
0: I like it, you know, and, I just, you know, I'm not sure, you know, I like what Mooney's been doing before this too. So I, I, you know, I'm not sure who will be the wide receiver one and it'll be interesting. I think they might, they might go a little bit back and forth. I do think this is kind of, you know, this is at the end of the Cole Komet season, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's not going to be, it's not going to be this year, unfortunately. But um, like I said, you know, Justin Fields is looking a lot better. It's obviously that rushing that drives his fantasy performance though. So I do, you know, Justin Fields could be a quarterback, especially with a lot of these guys struggling, Justin Fields could be a QB one the rest of the season. So... I love. I'm sure you love that too. It sounds good to you. <laughs> shout out!
1: Shout out to uh, to Sean Green, our boss. He uh, he had said Justin Fields would be quarterback seven this season. And as a fan, I even laughed at it. I said, Sean, that's a bit aggressive. That's a bit high. He's my quarterback seven this week. I I let him know. <laughs>
0: love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it it it's took happening. longer than we
1: wanted. It <laughs> took
0: longer than we wanted, but we finally got here for Justin Fields. I'd like. Um, I'd like to see that passing improve a little bit just because it's a passing league. So yep. um, I'm sure, you know, the Bears offense won't want to do this on a regular basis, but mm-hmm. he has the, he has another weapon to do that now. Jumping exactly. into the next one, though. How do we feel about Nae- Naeem Hines to the Bills? I think, you know, this is, yeah, you know, I, that's kind of my sentiment. What what are some of your thoughts?
1: I mean, he's going to be a flex play, right? Like it's not someone that you're lock stock getting in your lineup. He's going to be an excellent bi-week, and injury type of option on your fantasy rosters. It's hard to say where the, how the touches are going to lay out, but I have to imagine going out, giving up assets to acquire him. The James Cook pick hasn't panned out the way that they'd liked. This is a team that attacked J.D. McKissick in the offseason. J.D., I'm so, so sorry, man. I'm so sorry this happened to you. Uh, just gets his offer matched and just so like, no, 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 you're not playing football this year. Just sit down. Sit out and get paid, JD says the Commandos. Um, so yeah, they've been they've been wanting this, you know, obviously since the the, the off season. You know, a re- reliable scat back out of the backfield in hopes to propel not just um you know passing out of the backfield, but also just the rushing. Right, like when you are suspecting, you know, when you have Naeem Hines on the field, when you got have guys like Tony Pollard, you know, they're the, traditional scat backs this type of season, um, you're, you're looking for them to make that pass. It's just going to be a type of like, you know, misdirection type of thing. They're going to use him to continue to make defenses guess and just, um, you know, have mischievous play calling, right? I don't think it's anything special to our fantasy rosters. I don't think he's going to have more than 10 touches a game on a regular occurrence. Great handcuff to Devin Singletary, I think, down the stretch. Uh, but this isn't like a wow, blow my hair back type of move.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I, I like it as an improvement for him. You know, I think he could border on that kind of top 30 running back kind of maybe even a touching RB two some weeks. Um, you know, he's, he's that gonna, touchdown. You
1: know, he's that touchdown. Yeah.
0: He's that touchdown, but man, this is a great offense, you know, and that's where you can get these touchdowns, Josh Allen, you know, one of the best you know, maybe, you know, but him and Patrick Mahomes are the best quarterbacks in the league. This guy's going to be thrown a ton. You know, this, this sets up well for your minds. I think it's kind of bad for Devin. you know, any limited kind of receiving works De- Devin Singletary was getting, you know, it's, you know, so I I think this will be a split backfield. I think you'll see Devin Singletary get a lot of that plotting work on first and second down. Naeem Hines getting a lot of passing work. Um, you know, so I, I like I like it for Naeem Hines. If you're a Naeem Hines owner, I think you know this is very good for you. And now you know where you weren't confident about starting him before. I think he does slide into that. You know, he's you know slides into those. If you have one or two flex spots, I think he can slide into those pretty easy. So. Um, he only had a 31.7% snap share with the Colts. Um, you mm-hmm. know, he's 11th, but he was at 11th in receptions, 11.2% tar- target share, which is really good for a running back. So, and those stats are courtesy of player, pro- pl- player profiler. Thank you so much. Um, and so, you know, just considering that, you know, I think that could improve, uh, as we get on here. So I, I like it for Naeem Hines and, you know, it, it, I don't hate it for Devin Singletary, but you know, I don't think, I don't think you're going to be as comfortable starting Devin Singletary as you were before. We do have a question though, popping up. So love to just to get this one. Um, what's up, guys? Godwin or Palmer this week? This is pretty easily Godwin for me. I, I know Palmer is gonna have a, you know, even if Palmer's the only wide receiver, you know, Mike Williams and um, Keenan Allen are out, I would still start Chris Godwin. He's just he's a great player and he's gotten all the targets the last few weeks. So I would personally go with Godwin. What are your thoughts?
1: That's a tough that's a tough one because both receivers have great matchups. <clears throat> you have the Raiders or not the Raiders, I'm sorry, who are the no, they're playing the Falcons. The Falcons have allowed the fourth most uh, receiving touchdowns uh, right now this, this season. The Carolina Panthers have just been absolutely brutalized all year long. I think both are great options. Honestly, if I'm looking from like a DFS or an underdog perspective, I'm going Palmer because I want the lower percentage play. This is my fantasy team. I'm going with Godwin. Godwin's a stud. He's one of your, your stars. He still has a great matchup. I'm not afraid. I think that the Bucks are going to continue to pass the ball a lot. The running game is not there. I believe Tom is now uh, over 40 passing attempts, six out of his last seven games. So they are just throttling the passing game. I think Godwin is still very safe. Um, Like I said, the Palmer does have a lot of appeal this week and a great matchup. So in DFS and an underdog, I do have his name on my sheet today. Uh, He is a, you know, a faded or an ADP star.
0: I love it. Fabulous. Um, And we got two more before we jump into the underdog. I just want to talk about two more quick hitter trades. So I got Edmonds to Denver. Is there anything to see here? You know, do you see him taking you know a significant workload, or is this still going to be Melvin Gordon, Latavius Murray?
1: Oh gosh, uh, I, I'm just not high on my Denver assets right now. I've been trying to get off of them. I'm still uh, connected to Jerry Judy a bit. That hasn't been so bad in recent weeks. Uh, but yeah, I've been trying to get off the Denver Broncos train. I don't have a lot of confidence in that group. I think that he, talent-wise, is probably the best. But does that mean that he is going to get 10-plus touches every game? Probably not, especially this first week. Um, I feel like it's going to be a three-man rotation. Whoever's legs are feeling good on that particular drive, they're going, they're going out there. That's it. Um, Gordon and Murray, they have more years. They have more miles on them. So I'm expecting that in a week, maybe two, that Edmonds could potentially take this backfield. But again, I'm not expecting a huge amount of volume. So I think it's kind of a meh trade, kind of similar to the Naeem Hines. Devil's going to be, or details are, devil's in the details. Jesus can't talk today. Devil's in the details. We just got to wait and see on that. I mean, it's not something that I'm particularly excited for. However, we have a very big uh, spread of bye weeks this week. So more than likely he is getting picked up. He is an asset that you want to own for sure.
0: I mean, I you I mean you gotta like it if you're an Edmonds owner. I mean, obviously Raheem Mostert, they'd want mm-hmm. him to be the 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 workhorse role in Miami. So this kind of mm-hmm. gives him a restart with two backs who haven't been particularly impressive so far. So you know, I I re- I agree with you. I think it'll be kind of a three way kind of whoever's riding the hot hand that week. You'll see some Edmonds week. You'll see some Gordon week. Yep. So that's why it doesn't get me too excited. But
1: I think you can re- see multiple guys in a single week. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like you you might you might have a Murray and a Gordon touchdown. But you know, Edmonds goes you know, like 12 for 65 and a couple of catches. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like you're you're not gonna know who to start each week in uh, in that spot.
0: Yep, totally agree. So not too excited about that one. And the last one here, this Kadarius. this this one was a little bit this one was last week, but Kadarius mm-hmm. Tony to the Chiefs. We got uh man, this my, my Chiefs I thought we were gonna make a move for a defensive player. We didn't, uh, which mm-hmm. I was a little bit disappointed by, but we did get to Kadarius Tony who coming into like July, people were calling him a potential wide receiver one and this was just off of 267 yards and 16 receptions mm-hmm. in two in the two game span uh, that's kind of where the bulk of every bit of his production has come in his career and right hey, that, that was an, a great that was a great game but our- I enjoyed
1: it I started him those weeks
0: <laughs> I did. Oh, that's impressive uh, you, I, you know, uh,
1: that the only the only share that i have of him is on that same roster and i <laughs> refused refused to give up on him so I'm starting him this week <laughs> We're starting him this week. I am starting him this week. Well, t- all right, let's, let's bear in mind here. Ooh. I told you, I told you about that fields trade, right? Uh-huh, uh, yeah. This, this is a, this is a tanking team, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I'm, I'm one in six. Okay. I'm, I'm okay. not necessarily trying to win, sense. but I'm probably going to win this week. Cause the other guy that I'm playing is also tanking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have, I have my rosters. Like I, like I have my like five, you know, I'm in probably like. Oh man, I'm in so many. I'm in like 25 right. plus dynasty leagues, and I have like exactly. my, I have my five or six ones that I, I've like I'm I'm rebuilding it like down at the bottom, mm-hmm. and I just I go through and set my boring lineup each week, and then right. maybe look for a trade like a a guy I could sell high on, but you know the same thing with me. So I I don't have any Kadarius Tony like I like I just haven't been a fan of the player. Like um he was he's like he's very talented, but mm-hmm. we didn't love. We, I mean we didn't love his prospect profile coming into, like his rookie. Season. Like this is all. Uh, kind of from those two games, and we were like, "Man, Florida just misused him." But we didn't love him. <laughs> prospect. He went, he you know, in rookie drafts, he was going behind the players that you know, you know, he was going behind players in rookie drafts that were drafted behind him in the NFL draft. Right. And you know, and we saw reports of him missing practice time due to cleat
1: issues,
0: a lot of person, a lot of personal issues. Lot- never is on the field.
1: I just, I don't like the Giants. <laughs> it was the issue. It was the All Brandon right. Cooks, the Brandon okay. Cooks treatment. I'm I'm serious. Like, I it, it didn't feel like a good match from the start. Like, he mm-hmm. I mean he looked, like what did he do? Like the first thing he got there, he posted a picture like still hurt or something like that. Some joke about not being hurt. You know what I mean? I've seen yeah. some of the the videos of him cutting in practice already. Like, he looks great. And this is a team that's been looking for the their next version. I'm uh, saying version of Tyree Kill. I'm not right. saying he's that type of speedster, but the route running skills are there. I, I hope he does. As I, I'm a Chiefs fan.
0: I hope he plays fantastic. I, you know, I don't like I hope he's excited to play like I it doesn't it doesn't make me feel great that he has to like it. He wasn't like just motivated to play in the NFL for anybody. But he sure. uh, says so that's a little concerning. And that's kind of been his like M.O. since he's been in the league, unfortunately. So that's why I'm a little I'm not I, I don't I just think he's going to mix in with uh, MBS and McCall Hardman. And there's mm-hmm. just going to be some random weeks. Like I think we're going to see a big Kadarius Tony week this year. I just don't think you'll know when it's coming. Uh, going Probably. into next season in Dynasty. I, I like, you know, if you're a rebuilding team, this is this is a good target. You know, going into next year, maybe as he learns the offense. I uh-huh. think you know this this could be uh end up being a really especially if they let go and you know, they have an out in MBS's contract after this year, uh um, Juju only signed a one-year deal. So Kadarius Tony could be a starting wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. As early as it could be this season, but definitely Mm -hmm. as early as next season. So, oh yeah,
1: absolutely. You're you're not going to get him for me cheap right now. Someone offered me uh, KJ Hamler and a third. I mean, the the offers.
0: Don't get me started on the offers I get in dynasty leagues. I've lost faith in humanity over it. (laughs) I I, I don't even. I'm I'm so over it. Like (laughs) I'm just like every. I don't even get excited about offers anymore. I'm just looking. I just I just know when I open, I'm like this is going to be horrible. And every time I, (laughs) it's like two thirds for Ramondre Stevenson. I'm like, I just decline. No (laughs) no reply punch the computer <laughs> i'm over it i've done i love I'm not, it i'm not excited it. yeah it's it's it makes me lose faith in humanity the dynasty trades i get on a weekly basis
1: do you do it. you want to hear what i just gave up for patrick mahomes i bet you do oh my god what did you it's, give a, up for pa- it's it's a lot oh god it's Paul? All. all right just really really quickly here go to my trade oh. I got Mahomes and my other quarterback, keep in mind is Josh Allen. So this is you know a pretty heavyweight move, I'll say. Okay. Um, but it's like a billion picks. So give me one second here. Trade history. <clears throat> where's the one with the billion picks? There it is. Derek Carr, okay. Tim Patrick, Brees Hall, and a billion picks. Uh 2023 20, second, a 2023 20, third, a 2024 20, first, a 2024 20, second, and a 2024 20, third.
0: Oh, I see. You got away with a steal there. You know what I mean? You, you just piled on. You piled on a bunch of and eh, eh, picks. Like, oh, I hate when I see those trades. It's just like, I, like, dude, like all, like half of those, like more than half those picks. Probably like you're gonna get one good player out of all those second and thirds. Yep. You know, I like Derek Carr and Brees Hall. But like, you know what I mean? Brees, Derek Carr has shown significant regression this season. Brees Hall. This was, bef- this a- was
1: before this last game. Thank God. <laughs>
0: Thank God. Oh, man.
1: The so, same yeah. guy, I, I tried to offer him like this, almost the same deal for uh, Jamar Chase and he turned it down. Oh. Thank you. Also, thank you.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, good for <laughs> you. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I actually sold one Patrick Mahomes in Dynasty this week. I had a, I had nice. a super top heavy roster. So like, mm-hmm. I just was like, you know, I, I couldn't fill out my flex spots and it was a re- rebuilding one anyway because this one guy has like, like seven RB ones in this, like, because he just went like full. I, I don't know how he did it. He he scammed some people with some in the startup draft. He ended up with like seven, like six RB ones. So he's he's going to win this year. So I, I went into an early tank in that one, and nice. I sold Patrick Mahomes and Greg Dulcich for four twenty three firsts. Let's and, go in a super Atta boy at a yeah, boy. So I I think I'm gonna be able I think some if some of those picks end up early I think that's still gonna be a good deal for me so that, that's that's the range I would be looking for Patrick he, he's, oh, yeah he he offered me three first I declined sent it for for like you know you're gonna to have to come buy Patrick Mahomes for me so yeah, I was happy yeah. with that one
1: but this guy this guy said he's like oh yeah for the right right amount of picks and uh and and price I'll give him up he said that in the chat like literally a like, boom 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 send send send. That's a savvy
0: move by Justin, everybody. So keep it. It was going.
1: aggressive. It was oh. aggressive. He was like, I'm gonna right. think about it for like five minutes. And then like five minutes later, like, that,
0: that that's when you got him. When when they say, yeah. like, I'm gonna think about it, that's when you go. Yeah. That's when that's when you like throw another third on that deal, and you're I, like, Bam.
1: Emerson, that's exactly what happened. That's I what you about did. About I'm, I'm not even I'm not even joking. The the trade was without that extra third. And I was just like, yeah. listen, man, like let's just do this right now. I'll give yep. you another third. I'll just give it to you.
0: That's what I do when somebody's just like when somebody when I get somebody on a deal and they're like I'm going to think about it I'm like I throw that third in there I'm like bam let's get this done.
1: <laughs> Put a bow on it baby.
0: I love it but uh, we'll jump into this underdog stuff right before I get t- I pay a few more bills. Uh ready to win money and boost your odds? Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards and rights at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promo, great promos, odds and payouts are happening right now at WinBet from boosted same game, same day game day parlays, in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer to teams. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Sports Gambling Podcast is giving you a chance to win your choice of either an autographed Lawrence Taylor or autographed Brian Dawkins jersey. Contest is completely free to enter. Subscribe to youtube.com slash sports gambling Comment on a video. Each video is a new chance to win. Turn your no- notifications on so you don't miss SGP contacting you when you, they pull the winner. The winner will be announced on Sunday's recap show. I was sad to see that guy finally, um, you know, on those uh, autographed jersey giveaways. I know one guy missed out on his – so check your DMs, people. One guy missed out on his opportunity, and like 12 days later, he, uh, he DMed uh, us, because, you know, looking for that jersey. So make sure on, you sign man. up. Come on, man. Make sure when you sign up, you keep an eye out because it could be you. That guy did that guy probably signed up and didn't think you know, he's just like, oh, I'm never gonna win. They didn't check back. So.
1: I, I gave him like three did three or four won? days, I believe. I, yeah, I had reached out lot. to him multiple times and he just refused to answer the call. Like, what am I supposed to do? Sit around. I actually, I didn't have it. Dave had had the jersey, and we're trying to get it from him to somebody else. And like, man, I got time for all this waiting. <laughs> so make sure you check make sure you check that Twitter inbox, people, when you sign up.
0: So mm-hmm, but absolutely. now We'll jump into, you know, why we're here today to talking about some underdog DFS. Uh, Just to start off with, I believe I have uh, just some battle, you know, I haven't brought you on. So I just wanted to talk about some Mm -hmm. battle royale strategies that you've kind of been been noticing that you wanted to implement this year. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just kind of starting off with the quarterbacks. I always feel that, you know, you like in, in every single week I've looked at the winner. You have to mm-hmm. hit. You have to nail quarterback. There's only six quarterbacks drafted, so you have to hit that mm-hmm. high outcome. So there's no need, I don't think, to get too cute at quarterback. We're trying to, you know, sure. Josh. You know, I'm fine drafting Josh Allen one-one, and most mm-hmm. anytime I can get him at the one-one, that's who I'm drafted. Um, right. We're looking for that high outcome, in my opinion. Every single uh, winner has had, you know, a top. It's been, I think, a top two or three quarterback week for every single winner. So, mm-hmm. what are your, some of your strategies approaching quarterback?
1: i typically at least in my experience have been fading it because i prefer the lower percentage play so for example this week i've been collecting fields and cousins uh cousins adp is very friendly this week and it's not that you know it, it's not that i don't feel that cousins isn't good like he doesn't deserve like a, a higher draft it's just that like you said there's only six drafted right so you kind of go almost back to like that narrative of you know like a single quarterback league right like You're always sitting on quarterback. You have that opportunity typically to always kind of move those guys up the board. The benefit of going with a high-end quarterback in this option is that you're going to get some more opportunities to draft lower percentage plays at your running back and wide receiver, which can also help make or break you. Because if you're like me and you're waiting till quarterback to like your second to last or your last, your fifth or sixth pick, you know then you're really filling up the higher percentage plays of running backs and wide receivers. Um, so, for example, can I see if I can bring up one of my lineups from this week? Like I have like, I think I have Mike Edwin or Mike Evans and Stefan Diggs in one this week. Like both of those guys are going to have high ownership rates. But if I boom on Justin Fields in that lineup, I can still kind of get myself to that upper scoring echelon, right? Because um, for me, it's it's still DFS, right? Like you, you hit on a, mm-hmm. on a dark horse, you pick on – a quarterback that no one has picked you know you pick Jared Goff that week while everyone else is chasing Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, uh Tua Tagovailoa those have been hot picks as well it's just like the same in any uh DFS game you know you want the you want those low percentage plays right um so I'm I'm on fields this week uh like I like I'd mentioned he had Hit uh, quarterback two numbers in these past couple of weeks, coming off of his best performance. He's someone that you're getting, I believe it, you know, anywhere from like 30 plus in ADP on the, on the battle royals right now. Um, can't really disagree with Josh Allen. Like this week, for example, going up against the Jets, you know. Huge booming opportunity. People are talking about oh, you know, the Jets, you know, they've got really good numbers up against quarterbacks. Yeah, we'll go look at the quarterbacks they've played. You know, they didn't get to of aloa they got Skylar Thompson, they've gotten Jacoby Brissett. Um, Lamar and Joe Burrow, the big name quarterbacks, they've put up big numbers on them. They did have a good game up against Aaron Rodgers, but who is Aaron Rodgers this season? not not Aaron Rodgers of years past, that's for certain. Um, so I like him this week, but you know, even with Josh Allen, we saw him last week put up his uh a uh, low of like 19 fantasy points. That's his floor, you know. Like that's that's his floor, and he's coming off of that game, so expect a lot of good things from him this week. And yeah, I don't I don't mind ha- uh, paying for a top end quarterback, but unless I'm getting that 101, I'm probably not going to get him. And I definitely didn't get any 101s this week.
0: Yeah, um, I you know those are some great points. You know, just where I would point it's just it's a little harder in the underdog, I think. To you know, and when you're doing like stuff on other sites. When you're doing salary cap like DFS, mm-hmm. you have there's deeper lineups in most of those, and you can kind of find an edge with a lot more running backs and wide receivers. You know, mm-hmm. you, you know, the quarterback scoring is a little less significant, so you can find you know what even if Jared Goff doesn't score isn't the QB one or you know maybe he he just can be, have a great return on value that gives you more mm-hmm. opportunity there. Uh, just what I've noticed is you know it's just they they it's so in a six person lineup it's such a significant mm-hmm. part of the scoring. And mm-hmm. uh, we'll get to all those questions in just a second, everybody. After we finish this mm-hmm. point, but um, it's uh, but yeah, just so in that sense, I, you know, when I look at the winners every week, you know, I actually went through all the quarterback winners uh, mm-hmm. last week or two two weeks ago, and um, you know, it was like Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey week one, and then but it's been Lamar Jackson the next two weeks, Josh Allen, like the, like the winner, the, the fifty thousand dollar winner hasn't mm-hmm. has like it it has been like an elite quarterback every single mm-hmm. week. I think it was. Man, last week the two, two was really good, but that wasn't the winner. I I'm forgetting that who who won uh, the matchup last week. Ah. Oh, ah, I forget. I'll I'll end up looking it up at some point here. But um mm-hmm. like I said, the the winners, the, the big winners this year haven't gotten too cute at quarterback. But like I said, it's been a chalky year so far, so that could change here. And Justin Fields, you know, in the sixth round, that's looking pretty attractive, actually. But real quick, we'll jump into all these. So we got a bunch of listener questions to jump into really quick here um to, to do so the first one here is this this is a little bit of a long one uh you know he this he lists out his team here yeah, and he's asking for I moves didn't. to make um you know but just my quick takeaway i read all the names here uh this guy's looking for running backs this is uh you know great wide receivers got a top mm-hmm. line quarterback there travis kelsey at tight end aj dylan and naji stand out as some big running back disappointments for the guy though so in my opinion you know when you're looking for moves to make here you're looking to move godwin Palmer maybe for like an upside kind of low end running back. Uh, I wouldn't trade Justin Jefferson uh, but or, or A.J. Brown. I'd have to get some big back for either of those guys. But I'd be looking to move Godwin or Palmer potentially for a running back, of course. Uh, just some guys maybe that you could get just off the top of my head. I, I like
1: moving Godwin and Dylan in a package for somebody. Um, I feel like what we've seen <clears throat> the past couple of weeks from the Packers – Aaron Jones should be leading that herd going forward. I, I hope so anyways. I mean, God, just look at his numbers. The Packers finally did, I think. Um, I'm comfortable hanging on to Najee for the rest of the season. Madison, great handcuff. I wouldn't want to get rid of him. And Deion Jackson might be a starter going forward here if Jonathan Taylor can't get things right.
0: And Huge yeah, upside De- with,
1: with with Hines going out. Man, yeah, he's uh, Deion Jackson, unfortunately, my, you know, if Jonathan Taylor's
0: out, you might start him over Najee Harris, which sounds crazy to believe, but I think that's where we're at um mm-hmm. yeah my man i think you're just looking for some uh running back help here definitely explore some options how people are feeling about godwin aj dylan it's just it's tough to trade him because i just don't think anyone's like they're just like okay i'll take aj dylan but i'm not like i'm not giving you anything for him like you know what i mean you can toss him in a deal but mm-hmm. whatever you know um so that's my you know, concern there i'm just trying to think about who who would godwin go for you would say right now like oh
1: Tough to tough to say. Maybe I DeAndre
0: pull. Swift, you know, uh, maybe no, Leclerc. no, you
1: that. no, you wouldn't want that. You would. Um, would you do d- uh, Dante Foreman in a redraft oh, format? I know, I, I couldn't do that.
0: I, I couldn't give up Godwin for Deontay Foreman. That I can't. I, I can't. Godwin's too good. He's too talented. I, I I always hang on to my. I, I get it's a redraft, but I can't do that. I, I I'm too concerned about Chub- Chuba Hubbard right now. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: ah, so that it's just kind of a mess. Of maybe like. I'm trying to think about some guys, maybe that RB. certainly No, I'd want more for Godwin still, I think. Maybe, maybe this isn't the week. Maybe wait one more week. Maybe wait for that Godwin touchdown. We haven't gotten a Godwin touchdown yet. Maybe wait for that Godwin touchdown. We'll, we'll go on to the next one here, though. What's up, guys? Sit one. Swift, Jamal Williams, or Deion Jackson?
1: Swift. He's, bang, he's banged he, up again. Is he going to play? I, don't, I have no idea, but that's the easy yeah. one. He's hurt. Jamal Williams is healthy. Deion Jackson is healthy. It's a Swift, easy I one mean, for me. If Swift...
0: Man, if Jonathan Taylor doesn't play and Swift does
1: play, that's when it gets
0: tough. Well,
1: here's the thing. Jonathan Taylor hasn't practiced at all this week. Right now in our rankings, I have Jonathan Taylor, like, number 34, and I'm just itching to plummet him to the bottom. You know, I, I just don't see it being a big week for him. They move Naeem Hines knowing all of this. I think it's going to be a big Deion Jackson week regardless. Now, temper expectations. I said big big Deion Jackson week. They're playing the Patriots, and Sam Ellinger is the quarterback, and they have really no depth at receiver. So he's going to get touches is what I'm saying.
0: Uh, I just – I might – that's a really tough one. If Swift and Jamal Williams are healthy, just because of the tough matchup against the Patriots, I actually might start both – Lions running backs. I think I
1: think Swift could be dog food come the second or third quarter. Uh, he just hasn't been able to finish games, even when he's gotten touches recently. He hasn't looked amazing. I have a tr- I have a tough time letting go of my like my
0: like you know my guys. You know what I mean? Like I, like when I drafted DeAndre Swift high, I always want to put him in the lineup. So that, that maybe that's kind of a weakness of me. You know what I mean? Rip so the name off entirely... the back,
1: buddy. Rip the name off the jersey. I can't. You got to you got to. Oh, it's tough. It's tough to do. Got uh, to.
0: I would. Just because of the matchup against the Patriots, I would start Detroit, but I can't fault you for starting Deion Jackson. And if Swift might make it easy on us and he might just not play. So
1: this is like I got to be the first time I've picked somebody up off a fob and immediately gotten just like multiple offers for somebody being Deion Jackson across multiple leagues. Like I I beat a guy for like 15 to 14 dollars and he was like, no, trade him to me. Trade him to me. Here's an offer.
0: No, but Jonathan Taylor though, hasn't been productive in this offense. We really, we think Deion Jackson's going to be productive. Like, he has I been has when been, he's, he when, has been,
1: when he's gotten the touches. He has been, I swear to God, man, I was at the fantasy expo this summer. Deion Jackson almost made me like choke on some food. Like I was watching like the replay of a game for breakfast. I swear to God, he made a cut up the field that made me like choke on some bacon. I was like, <laughs> that guy can play <laughs> like he's got it, man.
0: I, I, I love it. All right. Perfect. And then, um, Last one here. Will Fields finishes
1: a top 10 quarterback. Get over it, everybody. Just get over it. With the QB design runs, it's going to happen. Now.
0: We're halfway I'll... through the year. Where is he at now? I have to look at this really quick. Let me see, see what here. I got.
1: I got the numbers up right here. Like we said, he's been QB two the last uh, two weeks. Uh, he's pretty far down here. He's pretty oh, far he's down. Oh, he's
0: QB 11? Yeah, probably. How's he already QB11? That's crazy. I
1: that can't be right. On my list, no, I mean, I'm, I guess it could be different leagues, but I have him at 20. That's 25, 24. What? I have him at 23. So it's got to be a different type of scoring format.
0: Huh. Oh, huh, that's interesting. I have him in a pretty standard. I look, tried to find my most standard league here. And like four passing, four-point passing touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. interesting. Maybe that's not maybe that's just not giving me something that's accurate. Well, this yeah. is
1: the the one that I'm in is definitely six point um it also rewards 40 yard passing attempts does does it have
0: a a complete does it have like a completion uh percentage or anything like that okay
1: no but it does have the 40 yard touchdown the 40 yard completion that's probably what it is that's holding him back because he's because he's not a deep ball guy
0: yeah well all right well you know i'll I'll probably i'll probably say yes border border it'll be close but i'll say yes Um,
1: well i mean look look at the arguments from the preseason for jalen hurts Uh, Lamar Jackson, even Trey Lance, like everyone was all over the rushing quarterbacks. And if you look at the the, the rushing yards at quarterback right now, I'm trying to pull it up here. So many damn options because of the thing. He's second behind Lamar Jackson. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that safe floor that he offers is he has more rushing attempts than Lamar Jackson. 76 to 75. Lamar, he is what he is on the ground. 553 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns fields has two in the last two weeks or two out of the last three excuse me and 424 rushing yards that is what they've created him to be now and that safe floor should keep people you know feeling good or at least confident about starting him and cracking the top 10 or top 12 being a QB1 yeah
0: I think we're at that point it's just been a disappointing year for a lot of the other top quarterbacks that we thought were going to be really good that, that kind of late quarterback ones that mm-hmm. I thought were their extreme values when we were drafting in the summer I was like man Tom Brady all these guys sitting. Mm-hmm. So Okay, so he has him as the quarterback 10. Okay, all right. Very nice, Justin. Um, the other Justin. <laughs> uh, the uh, But, um, yeah, it, it'll be close. I uh, I like Justin Fields the rest of this year, though. I have him in some dynasty leagues, so I'm excited to see him rebound a little bit. Um, so just jumping back into the underdog, though, after we answered those questions. Um, mm-hmm. Another very important position I find is the tight end position. This is another one where I think you have to nail it when you do um Mm. this is why again
1: nailing uh, a tight end good luck with that
0: (laughs) yeah i know it's the toughest in this market (laughs) it's extremely tough and travis kelsey and mark andrews have been on a significant amount of the big winners this year on underdog so Mm -hmm. i have when they are neither of them are on the slate this week so but when they are on the slate i have no problem grabbing them in the first round just to you know get it out of the way um I think um, last week, I believe it was the Kyle Pitts, uh, the win- the fifty thousand dollar winner had Kyle Pitts on the roster. So um, well, good, you know, well, good so, for him. Yeah, so I mean, this week you're going to have to get a little bit more fun with it. There's no obvious answer, but when Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews are on the slate, mm-hmm. I want I want them on my roster. How how do you feel?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I want Kelsey more so right now. Andrews is injured. Maybe there's mm-hmm. some faded opportunity for Isaiah Likely this this week. But yeah, absolutely. You, I mean, it's a full on trust situation. Like I've said, I've been saying it all since week two. It's a volatile, tight end market. Nothing is going to change about that. So if you can leverage those guys into your lineup, whether you're picking them, I hopefully second, you can get them with you, your second pick, ideally, because, again, six picks. Right. So if you can get them like at the turn, it's tough, like, it's tough to six do six or seven. That that would that would be ideal. But there's a lot of people that target them very early because they don't want to deal with the issue. They don't want to deal with that problem. And there's so much talent available when you're picking a six man team. So I do not hate going expensive with those guys and picking them first. Uh, I have some names for this week, but yeah, it's a huge dart throw. It's a blind man picking his porn, whatever you want to use, whatever (laughs) euphemism. But that's really all that you're doing. Like, you can look at Gerald Everett this week and be like, oh, my God, there's so much opportunity. Look at this matchup. He could come down for two catches for 50 yards, and that's it. You know, that could be a huge Austin Eckler day, right? You could say, oh, Zach Ertz, he's at the top of the board. Oh, he's got a great opportunity this week up against the Seahawks. They can't stop uh, tight ends. Yeah, same thing. You could just have a huge DeAndre Hopkins, a huge Rondell Moore game. Never going to know.
0: Yeah, that's pretty. You know, that's kind of how I feel about it. And I, yeah, just just considering, like, I believe like four of the, or five of the winners even, through like eight weeks have had Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews. One of those was T.J. Hawkinson's big week. Uh cool. Another one was Kyle Pitts last week, and there's one more I'm forgetting too.
1: But uh, yeah, I I like paying. Maybe for, maybe oh, probably not Tyler Conklin, probably not. But he had some big weeks.
0: Yeah, it's uh, but yeah, like I said, it just with the quarterback and tight end. You know, it's just you have to you have to nail those ones. And, you know, and mm-hmm. there's always somebody like, like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett get disrespected every week. They go in like the fifth or sixth round every single week. So, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, there, there's value to be had at like wide receiver and running back, a, running back. I like to get I like to draft one earlier in a lot of leagues just to get one like, you know, workhorse mm-hmm. one. Um, yep. But like I said, uh, like to get quarterback and tight end early in a lot of my lineups. Um, mm-hmm. And then the last strategy I was going to talk about here is uh, stacking. Um yeah. You know, it's it's a little bit different than in DFS. I I don't double stacking is like completely I think like unless it's uh, T Higgins, Tyre yeah. Boyd, or maybe Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill, I just don't think it's an option. No, no team, no big winner has done that this year. It's just with a six man lineup, it's too you it's too hard for two wide receivers to like boom, you know. It's yep. it's it, like unless it's Jalen Waddle or Tyree Kill who have who have done that this year plenty of times already. But there's no other combination in the league that I don't think you could pair together and get a big winner. in.
1: I agree. I agree. I do not recommend doing that whatsoever.
0: And, you know, I just don't even think it's, you know, it's not even a necessity. There's been a couple big winners this year who haven't stacked anybody. Uh, right. You know, just getting big, big value picks, just nailing some guy, you know, some of these mm-hmm. uh, pl- player picks. And uh, so, and I don't really feel bring back. I don't feel that's necessary. If you find a good one, fine. But that's uh, yeah, like I said, just, I do, you know, most of the winners do have a single stack, like it, that That quarterback with their with their stacking option. That's been a, most mm-hmm. of the winners. But it's not a necessity, like I said. So I, and in, this, in this, I like to do a single stack with most of my quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So. I,
1: I agree as well. Uh, there are the moments where I feel like, hey, you know, this feels right, kind of like, you know, those gut instincts. This week, if you are feeling a potential stack in underdog formats and battle royales, I do recommend getting Kirk Cousins and J.J., Justin Jefferson, if you can obviously you will need to spend a high draft pick on Jeff- jefferson probably a top 3 pick um but i feel like that stack this week could bring it home i'm getting kind of revenge game vibes out of kirk going back to dc the whole narrative on dc this week and the past two weeks really is that the commandos are on fire and everything is fine you know like it's that it's that meme like oh it's all good we're on fire but yeah it's no big deal. Rome is burning, but we'll still be here tomorrow, just with a new owner or maybe five—I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean the whole situation right now. There's a huge dark cloud over uh, Washington. I think Kirk Cousins is going to elevate it. I think I think he's coming <laughs> to play with gasoline on Sunday. I it's like it. p.m. It's a one p.m. game, and Jefferson is kind of coming off a bit of a slower game. <laughs> just nine catches, on just under 100 <laughs> yards, I believe. So could be that 18-target week and a couple of times. Love
0: it. Yeah, I'm looking to put some uh, Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson in my le- DFS lineups to speak for sure.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, definitely.
0: We're jumping into some favorite games to target, though, just so you mm-hmm. know, in some of our, you know, you know, we're looking for some high-scoring outcomes, uh, just some of my favorite games. Uh, mm-hmm. I have, the first one I have up here is Arizona versus Seattle. This is like the chalky, this is the most popular. Yeah, uh, definitely. You, you know, we didn't get, the first one, we didn't get what we thought we were going to get. The first Arizona-Seattle matchup wasn't mm-hmm. like this you know, high-scoring affair that we thought it was going to be. Do you see this one playing out differently?
1: No, I got it. I got this one as a high-scoring game. I'm going to be mm-hmm. taking the over. Um, going to be seeing a lot of Kenneth Walker in this one, a lot of Geno Smith. Metcalf, I'm told, is, doesn't have the best track record up against Arizona, uh, so maybe he gets held in uh, in check this week. But uh, Geno Smith has been one of the more accurate quarterbacks uh, in the NFL, if not the most quarterback per his volume. Uh, and then you look at the Arizona Cardinals. They've been looking better. Uh, you know, Benjamin's still healthy. James Conner is coming back. You could see a little bit more of a split there. But, man, with Hopkins on the field, this offense is completely different. He's getting, like, the like the volume now. You know what I mean? Like, before, like last year, he was always making his nut in the end zone is just always getting touchdowns and not being targeted a lot. It's been the opposite so far through his first couple of games. And I really like what I'm seeing. And that is what's really making this big change for me. Right. Like having him now in the lineup in, the, in this matchup, I feel is like going to open up things for Arizona on offense. And hopefully the floodgates will open up early. I'm taking the over in this game.
0: Okay, very nice. The over-under is 49.5, and I kind of describe this as efficiency versus volume. It's hard to find any holes in Geno Smith. Like, you could look at that uh, player profiler page. He's just mm-hmm. up there in all the metrics. He's playing fantastic. Yep. Um, you know, Jared Goff's early season kind of like metrics you're looking at it, suggested he was going to regress a little bit, but Geno Smith is playing like a Pro Bowl quarterback this year. And then Kyler Murray's just, you know, he's just playing catch-up. Uh, you know, it's usually the design plays that um, mm-hmm. Cliff Kingsbury designs don't go well in the first half. And then when Kyler Murray just goes out there and starts flinging that football around in the second half, that's where you get all your scoring. So um, I do like this game. Uh, Both rank bottom six in points allowed, bottom half Mm -hmm. in yards. So the defenses aren't very good. Offenses have, you know, you're getting a lot of volume. You know, Seahawks have been very efficient. You're going to get that volume from Arizona. So I do like this game as well. Um, Got a listener question real quick. Should I accept this trade? I'm getting Kenneth Walker from Michael Pittman. Yes. 100, like in any format, like not even like- Why are you asking
1: are us, pal? Well, yeah, I don't, but, I don't, yeah. I mean, Kenneth Walker, that. his name is circled this week with oh, like permanent marker. I can't, marker believe, I can't
0: believe you, I like in any setting, I just can't, I just can't believe you're getting that deal right now. I don't know who would do that. Dynasty- Redraft whatever. It great. Is. So sell one about. of
1: these other running backs then for an even better receiver if you have to. Like, is this a ten-team league? These this is a stacked lineup, man.
0: Whew. Yeah, that is nice. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, you have yeah.
1: so you have Jamar Chase out. So I would actually do that trade and then trade one of your other running backs for a receiver because I mean this, or is, just this like- is great.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you you have a great team, so enjoy that team, but do definitely you, grab that Keith Walker value. Michael Pittman might just be a wide receiver three the rest of the season with Sam Ehlinger. So,
1: yeah, and do not trade DJ Moore. Uh, he might even have a down week this week, but he gets the Falcons again next week. The Falcons are bleeding points. Like just, I know we're talking about them next, so <laughs> it's kind of a prelude.
0: <laughs> as uh, as P- as PJ Walker goes, DJ Moore will go. But it is a sign of life to see. P.J. Walker, you know Baker Mayfield's just horrible. He's he's not he's a he's a mid tier backup quarterback in the league at this point, I would say. So, ouch, ouch, right? Uh, oh, I remember I he was a first he was a first round dynasty startup pick
1: just oh, a few man. years ago. I, I remember the the roll the Rolls Royce tiger on chain uh, photo shoots. Yeah, it's very very Mark Sanchez vibes right now.
0: I, I didn't I didn't. I never loved it when I saw like his his, him standing shirtless with all these athletic NFL players. And he's like, he looks like (laughs) me. He looks like me if I was standing next to these guys. uh, Just a couple inches taller. Uh, So, oh, man, going into the next one, though, this was another really popular one. It's it's a little more it's a little less interesting, I think, with uh, Mike Williams out and Keenan Allen. Like, I, I think he I think his hamstring exploded. I think I think it like I think it it literally exploded. There there must be rebuilding his hamstring. Um, I've never seen I've never seen a hamstring injury just like linger this long, have so many tweaks. It's like it got worse during the bye week. Like what? What do you mean? They brought well they br-
1: they they brought him back before the bye week like idiots. <sighs> I I don't know what's up with their medical staff, but you know but, they killed the- they they killed Tyrod Taylor last year. They're like, hey <laughs> man. Die, I mean, please. I mean, at, this,
0: at, some, at some point, I feel like they have to be like, I guess it's it's been six weeks. I think you can get back out there. <sighs>
1: no, they rushed him back. I mean, I I, I was appre- I was appreciating that as a huge huge owner of Keenan Allen this season in redraft formats. It's been it's been daunting. I drafted Mike Thomas and Keenan Allen on the same roster. Still have a winning record somehow. I have no idea. That uh, that'll probably change down the stretch. But yeah, I mean, like it, it's been a huge hassle to deal with. I still am firing up all of my chargers with confidence. Uh, Give me some DeAndre Carter on the low. Give me some Josh Palmer. Give me some Austin Eckler. Give me some Gerald Everett. And of course, give me Justin Herbert because the Atlanta Falcons defense has been terrible and they will most likely be without AJ Terrell again this week. That was a big propellant of DJ Moore's uh, success last week. Um, Falcons are a great team to stream against right now. They have allowed the fourth most uh, touchdowns in the league. A uh, lot of scoring opportunity, passing touchdowns. Excuse me, fourth most passing touchdowns in the league. So a lot of upside for Herbert this week. Really, just don't know who's going to come down with the production other than Austin Eckler because Austin Eckler has been yeah. a machine, uh, a machine.
0: Yeah, in my in my DFS this week, I just I just want I want a lot of Austin Eckler. I just feel like mm-hmm. I can get a lot of the Charger offense just from that, and I I don't really love just uh, Justin Herbert this week just because I think it'll be tough on mm-hmm. him to get get a connection with all the rest of the wide receiver. But I do love Austin Eckler. Do it, just it's going to be tough. I'm fine throwing in some uh Falcons and some lineups, you know, some DFS mm-hmm. lineups. It's hard to start any of them with confidence, but I'm I definitely don't mind getting Kyle Pitts in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Drake, Drake I- London will be super, super, super uh eccentric this week, so you might be able to uh, mm-hmm. you know, it could be he could be due for a breakout week, too.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you on Herbert. It may not be the best week to start him. I love the matchup, don't get me wrong. Um, While they have allowed the fourth most passing touchdowns, they also have the ninth most interceptions, and you are still getting a quarterback who's playing on the road, and he's only thrown four interceptions so far this season. He's 12-4 and on the year, looking very, very good, very accurate. But he might be due for, you know, uh, an interception or even a multi-interception game just based on the fact that they will probably still have to throw a lot. You know, the the Falcons do have an okay rushing defense, but they've also allowed the six most rushing touchdowns. There's a lot of opportunity on the ground, too. So Eckler is a lock stock option there. I don't hate, though, you know, stacking a Herbert and Everett if you want to. Um, I just feel like some of the discounted options this week are, you know, a little bit more favorable maybe than than Herbert.
0: Yeah, totally agree. And that, yeah, like I said, I, I want my, I want Austin Eckler this week because I think he's just mm-hmm. going to, you know, he, he's the RB1 right now in PPR leagues. And I think that's, you know, I think that's going to continue. I think he's the RB1 in even half PPR leagues. So he's just, he's just a monster right now. Justin Herbert's going to continue to target him with the long, as long mm-hmm. as his wide receivers are out. He's going to continue yep. to get eight plus targets a game. So like him. And this one's just a little bit different because I agree, you know, it would be obvious if, if Aaron Rodgers was playing better, but Green Bay mm-hmm. and Detroit's interesting to me because, Man, if Aaron Rod I know his I know he's down Alan Lazard this week. But mm. man, is it happen. No, I,
1: I think Lazard is coming back. Is he's he coming been, back? Is that Yeah, the he's, deal? Been, he's been practicing the past two days, I believe. Yeah, he should be good. I be, at least based off of the practice reports, my belief is is that he is going to play and he's going to be fine. So
0: I love it. Okay, I just said I just said read a day or two ago. I hadn't kept up with Lazard, so I'm glad to hear he's probably going to play that. And that's certainly a lot better for Aaron Rodgers. So, that, but that yeah, that's even better. So perfect. Let's
1: let's see. Practiced again on Thursday. Yeah, L- w- limited Wednesday. Remained uh, uh, limited for Thursday. He's back on track. He should practice today, and yeah, be be good to go. He- even better i was going to say uh
0: play some aaron Rodgers this week uh but even better even if has alan lazar back it's just like when is it could happen for him if it's not this week uh over under 49.5 detroit is last in points per game last Mm -hmm. in yards allowed um the secondary is horrible like you know as as bad Mm -hmm. as the packers wide receivers are i think they can i think they can have a good day against this detroit secondary love robert you know i'm going to highlight robert tanyan at the end of the show here when we're going through our best value picks um, but yeah this is a this is one i like uh you know i think you could uh, aaron jones i think could be a big week for him i don't mind uh doing a little aaron Rodgers, aaron jones uh mm-hmm. the packers have a respectable defense on the year when you look at their stats but they gave up 27 to the jets and giants
1: they yeah. gave up 23
0: yeah. against the commanders so you know this is a team that has had given up some points in recent weeks too so i and this detroit offense is better than any of those offenses so i think this could be a high scoring affair uh, I you know just I don't think Aaron this will mean Aaron Rodgers is back, but this is a good matchup for
1: him. Definitely a good matchup. I am still staying off him this week. I'm on the Aaron Jones train this week. I love the mm-hmm. matchup up on the on the ground. Detroit giving up the second most fantasy points to the running back position. It's a great matchup, and for some reason, Lafleur he don't like to pass the ball. I don't know what it is, but he doesn't like sh- taking his shots downfield. And when they are, it feels like, you know, Aaron Rodgers and his guys are just, you know, not on the same page. Some guy named Torrey came down with a touchdown this last week. Like, who who are you, Ronnie Rivers' cousin? Like, I don't get this. Like, who are these people? I love it. <laughs>
0: hey, I hate the, it. Ronnie River, the Ronnie Rivers, I remember Matthew Barry last week was uh, just dropped drop that note. And I was like, all right. I, I just i just went Ooh. in and all my leagues saturday night just pick, picked picked him up i ended up so i have a ton of ronnie rivers right shy, now so shy, nobody
1: shy ronnie you ever hear that rihanna song Saturday I, Night i night have live? not i have go, not
0: go, go, song.
1: everybody go check out shy ronnie from uh saturday night live it's a rihanna yeah, we,
0: we found we found ronnie whenever whenever we queue up uh some ronnie rivers talk we'll have to queue in that song
1: oh uh, absolutely <laughs> i mean hopefully we don't have to because it's not a thing going forward but the hell I, no
0: one would be happier than me. I have so much Ronnie Rivers right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm rooting for Ronnie Rivers. It's coming way.
1: out of my ears.
0: I actually have to start him in, in one 20-man league because okay. it's, it's so – because running back is so thin. Like,
1: hey, I started Kenny Gainwell last night in a 20-man who, league. Let's oh, go. Oh, good, good. Yeah. That, that was
0: excellent. That, that couldn't have worked out more perfectly. The one Kenny Gainwell uh, week of the year. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. I was like, "Whoo,
0: thank you. I have no one healthy. That other, that other guy playing, he was just like, what are you
1: kidding me? He, he was not happy. Yeah. He actually messaged me. He was just like,
0: that's
1: what he said. He's like, what?
0: Oh man. Um, I guess finishing up the show here, we'll go through our uh, best value picks.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I know you were, you had some quarterbacks you were talking about. What are some of your favorite quarterbacks to target this week? Kind of a little, maybe a value picks.
1: Oh, yeah. So Fields, who I mentioned already, I think Mm -hmm. I've kind of, you know, beaten the dead horse there. Um, But Kirk Cousins, who I've mentioned, and Marcus Mariota. Mariota, opposite of Herbert in that matchup. And Mariota is the eighth uh, quarterback this year. Are you kidding me? He's a top 10 quarterback. The Atlanta Falcons are scoring bunches of points. They're top 10 in the league in points scored. You're getting the Chargers on the road that may, you know, come out stagnant on offense to start the game. They're certainly going to do their part to the total. uh, But I like what I'm seeing from the offense Uh, in atlanta i like mariota to at bare minimum score a rushing touchdown but if he goes off for a couple of passing touchdowns it could be a very big week for him
0: yeah uh you know i just worry you know marcus mariota would you know that would you know this is the time to do it you know you know you have a high over under this is the time to get him in Mm -hmm. you know it's it's, i think you know he'd have to really have a good game to kind of get up in that upper echelon but Mm -hmm. like i said that's a very interesting pick i have geno smith quarterback 10 on the battle royale I was just continues to get disrespected just like the rest of the seattle offense except kenneth walker he's uh there you know the air the arizona's 23rd in pass yards uh allowed mm-hmm. per game 30th in points per game this is a good matchup for geno smith you know that's you know uh people don't when you only have six quarterbacks drafted mm-hmm. that they, people don't go looking down that far so you know geno smith in undrafted territory you're gonna you know that'll be a nice play eccentric play and i also have i have no stats to back this up there's nothing to suggest this is going to happen tom brady just like it's Mike it's Evans and Chris Godwin, it's Tom Brady. It's,
1: like it's Tom, yeah. He can do like, anything any week. He's like, I think I mentioned earlier, six out of his last seven weeks, he's thrown over forty times. He's just yeah. got to. They've just got to bring it home and pay in the, in the red zone. That's it.
0: The Bucks' offense has been horrible. I, there's no doubt about it. But I just I don't have any stat. I don't have anything to suggest this is going to be the week that's going to change. But Emerson, I, it's,
1: the, o- the only thing you need to say is that Tom needs this. Okay, needs Tom exactly. needs ha- they this exactly. He have to week. win. Yeah. He is having a terrible time right now. People won't leave the man alone. I'm I'm posting, you know, all sorts of like memes about him and just Ellen oh, stuff like that. I mean, dude, don't get me wrong, like their divorce has been highbrow entertainment to I say feel, the least. I I'm feel bad. sorry. Yeah, I do I too. Bad. I do too. It's the man's life. But yeah. at, the of, at the end of the day, he's still Tom Brady and yeah, he can sling the rock, so I ain't afraid. I wouldn't be afraid to start him. Oh uh,
0: man, yeah. And I I just yeah, I feel bad for the guy. He can, you know, he came he came back to the league and he lost, you know, he lost his family because of it, you know, it didn't lose him, but you know, he's going to, you know, got divorced over it. And now, you know, and now he's playing bad too. Like, it just couldn't, it just couldn't have gone worse. You know, uh, you have Giselle, Giselle telling him, I'm told, I told you so probably, you know, it's just like, ah,
1: Did you see the video of the guy who did like, well, what if your family lived off of fantasy, uh, fantasy football? Wait, what, what? (laughs) There's a there's like a I don't know like a uh, Instagram video of a guy that does a skit where it's like if your family lived off of fantasy football. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, he's like I'm owing five. I am on 5 i do not know if we we're not going to be able to eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he also does this other video of like Tom and Giselle, and it's absolutely hilarious. Like you are the one who chose the footballs over the family.
0: <laughs> like, I shit that shit is killing me. I saw a bad one where it had like this cat crying with a controller, and it just said that like the only time, uh, t- you know, Tom Brady's kids uh, spending some time with uh, his their dad on Madden. You know what I mean? The only time oh, they could god. spend some time. I was like, oh god, <laughs> that's
1: terrible. Yeah, no, it's, like I said, it's it's an awful situation for him, but yeah, it's brought yeah. smiles across America. Oh,
0: <laughs> I I say I, I'm smiling now, but I feel bad for the. Yeah, I do. I uh, do too. I, I hope. You know, I hope things change for Tom. You know, he, he's like, he can be Leonardo DiCaprio. He could, he could be walking around with a 24 year old woman tomorrow. So,
1: yeah, we really shouldn't feel bad for like practically billionaires. You know, she's yeah, richer so. than he is.
0: Yeah, they'll be fine. You know, hope the best for Tom Brady. But yeah, that's, you know, and that a lot of that stuff, you know, um, he obviously missed that 12 days in the summer at in August because of this, you know, it was something related to this. And go uh, I just think this is behind him now. Um, so, I, you know, not behind him, but uh, hopefully he's getting, getting maybe a little bit more focused, a uh, little less go- going on in his life right now. Hopefully he can settle in. So I do like Tom Brady this week, too. No stats to back that up, though. Um, what are some running backs you like, though?
1: Um, oh, so this week, and especially in DFS, not necessarily underdog, because you can't do this stack in underdog, but in most of my DFS lineups, I have lined up Travis Etienne, Ramondre Stevenson, and Kenneth Walker. They are all crushing, crushing yes. right now.
0: That's my cash lineup. That's my, uh, on uh, on another site. That's my cash lineup. Uh, Kenneth Walker, Ramondre Stevenson, and uh, Travis Etienne. Bam, bam, money. bam, money. money.
1: It's going to be. Those guys have all had uh, right around the 20-touch mark in three weeks in a row. Ramondre Stevenson has been an absolute monster. 20-plus fantasy points, four weeks in a row in that offense. Dame Harris came back last week, and he was still that dude. They're going up against the Colts who have allowed six-plus receptions to the running back position every week this season. It's going to be a great matchup. Absolutely still a week to start him. You don't want to, you know, fade him because he's been doing so good or anything like that. You look at Kenneth Walker, yeah, he's coming off of a a bit of a a lower game. You're getting him at a a good rate. I'm buying the dip. Still going to be used a lot in that offense. Like I said, Arizona's been holding, you know, uh, Metcalf in check. I think there's going to be more upside for the running game. We've already said a lot of nice things about Geno Smith in the passing game. Should be an absolute slam dunk this week. And then ETN, you get, like, Almost 30 touches last week. Workhorse workhorse roll. Love it. Almost 30 touches. Even if this, – I've been complaining about him fumbling the ball all season long. Even if he gets two fumbles this week, they're not, like, calling over Snoop, like, hey, get over here, pal. You're taking 20 carries. No, that's not going to happen. So that backfield is his. I love that matchup up against the Raiders as well. They've been allowing a ton of yardage, a lot of uh, passing opportunity and upside there too, like Ingram and Kirk this week. I think that because the passing game is going to have a better day, I think this is even a a bigger uh, or more potential big week for ETN. And really quick, I do want to shout out uh, one of our analysts, uh, Brad Stickler. He has got ETN as number one RB this week. Number one, you you've got Woo! him at number five. You've got him at number five, and I've got him at number seven. I brought this up on a, another show for uh Fantasy and Frames. I was guesting on last night because I, I was we were talking about ETN and I and I pulled it up. And I was like, damn, Brad, number one, my dog Woo! going after it, it, taking his taking his shot. So you know, shout out to at FF Bourbon Dude on Twitter. He, he's killing it right now. Um, maybe that you know isn't going to be correct, but I love the boldness. Hey. I, hey, I, I
0: love I, I love the boldness. Hey, if it's going to happen, it's going to be versus the Raiders. Like the Raiders love to crater at every possible moment. So yeah. this is the perfect. This is this is this is the week I want to get some Trevor Lawrence. Like you know what I mean? I don't want to play him an underdog, but I because I, right. I, I, it's a little risky. But uh, I, I other DFS lineups, some GPPs. Give me some Trevor Lawrence this week to to mm-hmm. just beat the hell out of the Raiders because everyone else does. So
1: <laughs> I think I think we talked last night. I mean Evan Ingram is like thirty three hundred on uh, DK, and like I'm not an Evan Ingram guy, but like I don't, yeah, you know, that's pretty good. It's pretty Evan good Ingram.
0: Evan Ingram, another play I really like this week. Before we get into the tight ends, oh well, I'll, I'll drop my running back. I really like this week. First, um, really liking Raheem Mostert. You know, I, I I'm fine. You know, it could end up. You know, we don't really know how this game's gonna go. Mm-hmm. Could it be? the Chicago give him a fight and we're seeing Tua. Uh Mm -mm. Mm -mm. we see Tua throwing a lot to Tyree Killer, Jalen Waddle, or is is Dolphins going to be comfortably leading and they're going to be hammering Raheem Mostert against the 31st ranked team in rush yards allowed? That's
1: what I'm that's what I'm thinking. It's going to be a lot of Mostert and this also could be the week that they well I mean not going to be the week. They just got Jeff Wilson Jr. I don't think it's going to be out of the question to get him five six, seven touches in a very light rushing matchup up against the bears. I'm not saying to start him or put him in your lineups, but I think that you could see a lot of Mostert and Wilson this week between the two of them. I think that they could touch the ball anywhere from 22 to 27 times.
0: Yeah. And so I like Raheem Mostert this week. He's uh he's going, you could get him in that sixth round if you punted running back or we're Mm -hmm. looking for that last running back spot. Um, So really like him there. That was the running, running back I had. I usually like to grab one earlier or so, but we Mm -hmm. talked about some of those other guys that we really like who are playing fantastic. Uh, Jumping on to wide receivers, who do you like?
1: Uh, Terry McLaurin. He's my wide receiver 16 this week. Great matchup up against the Vikings, and he just looks really good with Taylor Heineke. They've, you know, revived their relationship and their chemistry from seasons past. Heineke is not a hesitant quarterback. He is going out there and he's putting his balls on the table and he's throwing a rock around. That's it. He doesn't care what happens. He has really no repercussions. What are you going to do? Cut me? Bench me? What are you going to do? Like, he's probably not going to be on the team next year anyway. So he's letting his guys make plays and he's, you know, being confident in himself. I mean, uh, me and Andrew Robb, my co-host on the Sunday night show, when we, Review every week. It's like all all that we would talk about about his commanders. He's a he's a Washington fan. Just how they would come out and have very vanilla, very vanilla, and just basic you know play calls to start the game and. Wentz would be timid and, you know, not willing to take risks. And this is the opposite that we're getting out of Heineke. So he's letting McLaurin go out there and make plays. Uh, that big gainer to bring him down to the one last week was just beautiful. I was standing and screaming in my, in my living room. He's back. You know, happy Halloween because Scary Terry showed up for y'all. It was It was amazing. It's frustrating
0: when quarterbacks can't get the best players the ball, like we saw with Baker Mayfield and Carson Wentz. Um, yeah. You know, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if Taylor Heineke is just the quarterback mm-hmm. moving forward. You know, just oh yeah, yeah. At the and end if of you
1: if you look at Terry's pr- uh, production these past two weeks, he almost encompasses that across the previous four weeks. It's absolutely three games. I think there's like an extra yeah. game of production in there. Absolutely. So he's completely turned it around.
0: Yeah, and that's all you know. Terry McLaurin, the talent's never been in question. It's just, man, can we get this guy? Can we have a quarterback that can get this guy the ball? So
1: right, excited and then just a great matchup against the Vikings as well.
0: And absolutely, that should be a high. Yeah. That should be yeah. You know, that's a, that's a nice bring back option. I really, I, I really like Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson bring back with Terry McLaurin this week. Really think that could be a good one. I like and, you know that that that's one that you I I would be fine putting in my underdog. Like I said, you don't usually need to force an uh, bring back, but I do like that mm-hmm. one. Um, some of the guys I had uh Tyler board 33rd player taken when I did mine um man that that's that's near undrafted um you can mm-hmm. get him in the fifth sixth round range he could oh. have a big week with Jamar Chase out um he's the wide receivers my handwriting is horrible it's like wide receiver 16 on the year wide receiver 17 I can't tell what I wrote here but you know he can be uh yeah fourth in yards per target I really like Tyler Boyd this week Tyler Lockett mm-hmm. just continually disrespected every single week and every single D- DFS site just completely way lower than he should be. Wide receiver twelve mm-hmm. on the year, double digit points in all but two games, twenty five percent target share. Tyler Lockett, you know he, he you know he's capable. You know if Geno Smith, you know, is focused on DK Metcalf, he could have a dud. But I really like Tyler Lockett, thirty four point six, also going in that uh, fifth, sixth round range,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: Chris Godwin, thirty one point eight, same exact range as those other two guys, double digit targets in four of his last five games,
1: mm-hmm. no
0: touchdown. Only Tyree Kill has more targets in that time span. Who's Love just been having a great year. So Love it. those are some of my guys.
1: Uh, the other only other two I mentioned because I did have Boyd there was uh, Christian Kirk and Amon Ra. Christian, Christian Kirk, yes. Christian Kirk, great matchup. I mentioned Evan Ingram um, and Etienne already. It's a great matchup. Uh, could be a big week for him. And Amon Ra, you know, you're, you're taking one less target off the field. And Hawkinson, uh, Khalif Raymond has been kind of coming on for them, but he's not a guy that's going to get. 10 plus targets. Like this could be a week where Amon Ra comes close to like 14 plus targets.
0: Love that. Um I, Amon Ra, I think this could be the week he bounces back as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Packers having a some tough time on defense in the recent weeks. Randy, Adam, we'll finish up with your questions right at the end mm-hmm. of the show. We're gonna hit our quick tight end values to finish up here. So yep. I have, I just have two names written down. It's a tough week this week absolutely um, i think i kind of like i don't mind kyle pitts either now that I, i've looked into it. i did write his mm-hmm. name down um yep. so i don't have some stuff but in a high scoring matchup we mm-hmm. could be seeing kyle pitts bounce back a little bit but, but i love robert tanyan this week you know 34.8 adp um, detroit's 27th in pass yards per game allowed last in points mm-hmm. per game like we said before Um i did i thought La- i thought Lazard wasn't going to play when i was writing my notes a couple days ago so um, right uh, so that will make it a little less attractive, but I mean, it's still mm-hmm. struggling. Uh, uh, you know, they're looking for somebody to make plays. So I really like Robert Tanyan as a punch, uh pump play as his snap percentage increases every week um, as he returns from that ACL injury.
1: Yeah. I, I like him as well. Uh, we've already mentioned Everett. He's kind of at the top of the board yeah. for available players. I've somehow been able to get uh, Ertz late in these drafts. I don't know how yeah. that happened. 28.6 ADP. I had him written why? down. Why? Why? He's like the top option in DFS right now. Like if you go to DK, he's like the the number one guy from the one to four o'clock. I don't, I don't Yeah,
0: it. it's, it's, it's driven down because DeAndre Hopkins has been such like a 35% target share the last like two weeks. Oh, and okay. Make, you know, so it's, it hasn't given room for Ertz, but that can't yeah. continue. Like eventually defense are going to be like, okay, you can't throw to DeAndre Hopkins every single play.
1: Right. And if you just look at Ertz's production, it really hasn't been that bad across the last three weeks. He had one dip week in in the last three. So uh, him and Everett are my top guys. If you're looking for more low percentage, maybe a, a bounce back game by the dip from Tyler Higby, who's had a couple of bad games um, or Hayden Hurst, who has a little bit more upside, obviously with Jamar Chase being out. Um, you know, I don't love Hayden Hurst. I think it's kind of more of a desperate play. We already saw him last week, mm-hmm. four for 42 with Jamar Chase out, but obviously there's going to be the ebbs and flows there. Hayden Hurst is a top 10 tight end this season. I don't know how, I don't know. He's on pace for like 70 plus catches, almost 600 yards and five touchdowns. What? Hayden who? Hayden Perfect. Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Crazy.
0: Uh I, Car- I, career he, numbers, he
1: was, by the way. Career numbers.
0: For, he was a first round pick. It was it, it's it was a weird, it was a weird pick. Like it was just like, why are you selecting like a super old tight end in the first round? Uh, obviously they got Mark Andrews in the third round, so it ended up working out okay for. Him, but uh, Right. just a, yeah, that was interesting. Uh but I always thought Hayden Hurst, if he just got an opportunity to be a big part of an offense, I thought he would have mm-hmm. some place. So we'll jump in to these rapid fire quick questions here to finish up though.
1: Sounds
0: okay. good. So, do you guys think Ramsey will lock up Mike Evans this week? It's you know, nope. it's always really hard. I think uh, you know the the stats don't suggest that elite cornerbacks. You know, with all of Mike, with them moving wide receivers around formation so much, you know, it's it's a question of how much Ramsey will line up against Mike Evans on any given uh, game. So, I don't think uh, I I I usually don't really cornerback matchups unless it's like somebody a lockdown corner who's always plays. And Jalen Ramsey only plays one side of the field, I believe. So um, they'll move Mike Evans around, so that doesn't worry me particularly. What do you think?
1: Zero concern. Absolute, uh, absolute must start this week. No, no concern about Ramsey or that, or that defense. They've been bad. Period. Okay,
0: love it. Uh, need to start one in my
1: uh, flex full
0: PPR. Kadarius Tony, Pittman, or Dobbs. I need a big game. I'm three and five in a must-win week for me. If you need a big game, I think it's Dobbs. Uh, I think the floor is Pittman, but if you're like if you're if you're projected to lose and you have to win and you need a spike week, I think it's Dubs. Um, I could see him. I you know I can't see Pittman with Sam Ellinger having a hundred plus yards and a touch and a, a touchdown or two. I could see that in the realm of possibilities for Dubs this week um, against that Detroit Lions offense uh, defense.
1: I really can't disagree. Um I would like to tell you to put Kadarius Tony in. It's just too soon. You're not you, you can't know. You can't know. Yeah. You know, you know there there that's not a confidence play. That's uh you know, let's go to the tables and put everything on, you know, a number, not even black. Picking a number. <laughs> 32 please. Yeah. So I'm 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 going depths. I'm not super confident. Like I
0: I don't know, you know, he's I'm not super confident about it, but I do like it. You know, mm-hmm. I think, you know, if um, the especially matchup. with especially with Lazard back. I don't yeah. love it. But if he's banged up, if he's a little limited, could mm-hmm. see Dobbs uh have a big week. Um yep. same same guy. Also need to start either Alexander Madison or Rashad White. I'd go with White here. Um yeah. White's becoming a bigger part of the offense. We see um, they need him to. Yeah. Fournette hasn't been very good. Mm. So um when you consider that, kind of Leonard Fournette just looking kind of just mediocre. He's getting a ton of volume. Um, they're the Buccaneers are dedicated to him. But yeah. you see Rashad White uh, continue to get a little bit more of that workload, and I suspect that to continue for their second-round pick. Yep. All right. Should I start
1: jo- – Options. Should,
0: uh, you should not start Jordan Palmer, but I'm, if you should start, Joshua Palmer is who you should start.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, you could let us know your options, though, really quick. I know we have one more question left, but, you know, it always helps to know. Yes, great matchup. Uh, I, great matchup. I, I,
0: Yeah. um, I'm putting him in DFS lineups this week. He's been, he's cheap. Uh, You know, I, he's probably a borderline wide receiver two for me. So Mm -hmm. depending on who else you have, he's definitely a flex option. Could even slide into in bye weeks could definitely even slide into two wide receiver lineups, even if you're, if you're shallow. So, yep. To do next one up here. Should I drop Wandale Robinson for Deborah DuVernay? Yes.
1: Slam dunk. I, dunk.
0: You know, I like Wandale, but just that New York Giant offense is just kind of, you know, it, Daniel Jones is not a high-volume thrower. You know, he's kind of in that Justin Fields mold. He's not going to throw for a lot of yards. So, mm-hmm. uh, Devin DuVernay, for you know, with Rashad Bateman out the rest of the season, Devin DuVernay is going to have some big weeks. I like that.
1: He's their wide receiver one. The way that they've used him, they get him out in space. They kind of use him like Tyree Kill, honestly. All of the constant pre-snap motion going, going from one side of the field to the next getting the end around reverses, being used as a running back. Like he's, he's getting a lot of creative usage there. <laughs>
0: oh, Joshua. So he, he figured it out.
1: <laughs> so Thanks, uh, Chris. yes, start him,
0: Chris. Um, and Absolutely. then the last one here, mm-hmm. PJ Walker, Tannehill, Mac Jones, shaking my head. Which one would you start? Uh, Tannehill doesn't look like he's going to play. I don't think he, now that guy, I don't think he's been practicing.
1: Who's on the waiver wire? <laughs> yeah,
0: that's that's the your question you're asking. Like, that's is
1: so... is Ma- is Marcus Mariota available? Because if ah, he is, that's one uh, grab.
0: Yeah, I, I doubt it. When he if I doubt that he would be rostering PJ Walker, it might be a super yeah. flex. Like I doubt he'd be rostering PJ Walker it's, if Marcus Mariota was available. Let me. It's look.
1: uh the, the answer to this question, unfortunately, is PJ though.
0: Yeah, that's what I would go. It's tough. Uh, there's Mac Jones has been so bad this year. Like in just the New England offense, you know, and the Colts defense hasn't looked that great, but they're they're respect. Uh, yep. And it's a two quarterback league. That's why. So yeah, he, he's, he's that's getting tough. desperate right now. So yeah, I'm going with PJ Walker uh, just with a little bit more upside could be a decently high, you know, if, if the the Bengals defense is good too, but uh, you know, if PJ Walker gets it going, you know, mm-hmm. it could be a, a decently high scoring game. So.
1: Right. Well,
0: I, Mac I, Jones,
1: I, Mac Jones gets the Colts. They're secondary. We they have Kenny Moore and uh, Stefan Gilmore. Yeah, and now they have Shaq uh, Leonard healthy with Zaire Franklin and yeah, Bobby Okereke. Like, uh,
0: this no is a defense thanks. that's been disappointing, but they were supposed to be really good to start the year. So, right, I, I don't, I, Mac, like I said, Tannehill's probably not going to play. Uh, Mac Jones, no. So, P.J. Walker is the unfortunate choice here. So, good, good luck, Chris. I hope that. I hope it works out well for you. Uh, I wouldn't expect too much though. Hopefully, you got some other good uh, players in your lineup. Who do
1: the way, but... Who did the Titans play? Maybe you can go pick up Malik. T-
0: Titans played the Chiefs, and no, I, I would not. I would not play Malik after like uh, if, gonna... if he's if he's ever going to break out, it would be against my Chiefs, who are horrible in the secondary. It would be, but I can't. I can't recommend. He's that.
1: he's not going to break out passing the ball. He's going to break out no. running it. I, know, it like. Like if, like if he does, you know what I mean? Like if he has a big week somehow, I think it's going to be with his legs. Um, I'm starting him in the tanking league. So.
0: Oh, there you go. But yeah, I would, (laughs) I have Tannehill starting now. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably pivot. pivot. If Tannehill plays, if Tannehill somehow plays, I don't think he will. But if he plays, start Tannehill. Like
1: against the Chiefs.
0: Against the Chiefs. Yeah. No,
1: no, you're you're right. The 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 matchup is there. The matchup is there. I just don't know their confidence in him anymore. I mean, he looked bad before even getting hurt.
0: Um. You know, I think I think he could be forced to throw the ball a bit more because the the, a, the Chiefs' offense should should get the Titans down early, and they shouldn't be able to just to be rely on Derrick Henry. So so you're you're telling me to start Robert Woods this week if Tanner is a go <laughs> if he's a go. actually
1: it, no I took I took out Robert Woods for that. Philip Dorsett last night too late. Oh yeah,
0: too. I might, I probably started would started Robert Woods only because yeah it's the Chiefs. My Chiefs love to give up love, like Gardner Minshew's best game in his career. Was his first start against Mike Chiefs, mm-hmm. just roasting him, and that—that's where this, that's where the man, the myth, the legend got started.
1: Thursday night football, man, it's a problem, you know. And I and I chose incorrectly. I should have went with Chris Moore, but I went with Dorsett for you I mean, know how maybe. you pick? I
0: don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh boy, but hey, everybody, it was a great show, Justin. What What are you working on this week? You got any uh, uh, big plans this week? You got some uh, stuff uh, you're putting out.
1: Uh no I'm I'm like a Iron Man around here man you know I just make everybody else look good that's my thing you know I just <laughs> I get out of yeah, I, I get out everybody else's stuff so I'm always working on something um, you know we're gonna get your show out here you know get uh, get it out after this um we've got uh Bo McBrayer dropping his DFS flow chart tomorrow I'll be on tomorrow with uh, Jake's football I know you did a show with him uh, on under with underdog stuff earlier mm-hmm. we're gonna be doing the preview for Week nine. Uh, we're also going to have kind of like a round table again this Sunday uh, for the preview. So like we're doing live Sunday episodes now where, you know, we're taking live starter sit questions, creating trades, really whatever you want to bring to the table. Uh, we'll have Sebastian and in, in there. He's our injury specialist. I think he's on, um, talk some IDP this week. So we've got a lot of good stuff for you guys. Um, Sunday nights, me and Rob will be breaking down every week, like our instant reactions and analysis of every single week. So man, I don't know what else I can say. We got dynasty. We've got IDP. We've got trade charts. We've got redraft values. We've got everything you need to beat the competition. So come ride with us.
0: <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That, that, the Sunday shows are super fun, everybody. So make mm-hmm. sure you check out those. I'll be dropping a uh, underdog, first underdog article for SGPN uh, to, to you know late tonight. So it'll be mm-hmm. available for you guys most likely tomorrow morning when mm-hmm. you're waking up. So it'll just kind of break down some of the stuff we talked about in the show, but, you know, kind of you know, breaking that little maybe a little bit more detail because of its writing. Um, you know, and I, I'm always here every Friday morning, sometimes Thursday night, depending on guest availability. Uh, so we'll always we'll be back here talking some more D, uh, DFS next week. So thanks for check, checking it out, everybody. Super uh, happy to have uh, Justin on this week. So thanks so much, and good luck this weekend.
1: Take care, guys.